Prospect Corner is back, and today we are focusing on the WHL. I've got Joel Henderson of Puck Preps here to talk about some uh, some fun prospects here on Locked On Blue Jackets. Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. So, hello and welcome to Lockdown Blue Jackets. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day or first watch of the day if you are coming to me on YouTube. We are free and available on YouTube, on all podcast platforms, and I appreciate you for stopping on by. Today, we have got, as I mentioned off the top, another episode of Prospect Corner with the Blue Jackets sliding down the standings as fast as they can possibly go. It's looking more and more likely that we're going to end up with uh, two top 10 picks in the upcoming draft. And so uh, we're going to continue looking at looking at some prospects. So uh, I have got Joel Henderson of Puck Preps here. And today we're going to talk about uh, Connor Geeky. So you may know him, uh, well... If you don't know him, you probably know his older brother, Morgan Geeky, who is with the Seattle Kraken at the minute. But uh, today we're going to talk about his younger brother. So, uh, Joel, how's it going? It's going really well. I appreciate you asking me on. I love the intros to the, the lockdown stuff. They're just uh, they're so nice. Yeah. It's, uh, well, we appreciate, we appreciate guests. Uh, I especially appreciate prospect guests because uh, I know nothing. And so I always, every year, I'm like, I'm going to get into prospects. I'm going to learn about prospects. This is the year. And then I get into it and I'm like, there's just so many of them. So I'm always so happy to find people that know way more about something than I do, because then I can just ask you questions about them. And then I get to go away and pretend like I am smart. And then I, uh, I've learned something and, uh, it's just, everybody wins. So, uh. So let's yeah let's talk about let's talk about um, Kanegiki. What can you so if what should teams expect from Kanegiki uh, in terms of like his uh, scouting profile? Like what are teams looking at when they see uh, a player like Geeky? Uh, so so Geeky was a very high draft pick into the WHL um, the year that um, the year they got drafted. The same team, the Winnipeg Ice, got two first round selections. And so they took Connor Geeky with the second one. And so he is a um, six foot four, 205 pound uh, centerman who does play well in the middle of the ice. And uh, he's, he's a very strong puck control player, um, especially when he's moving through space. So when he's accelerating through the neutral zone and attacking the zone um, in straight lines, um, he's, he's very exceptional. And so because he can protect the puck while moving with speed, he can make plays while moving with speed. He can grab the puck while moving with speed. It's all about um, him when he's at the top speed. But um, so he's a player who excels because he, um, for somebody of his size, he does use his reach extremely well uh, off of the rush um, where he can drag pucks laterally and, and really make some guys look foolish uh, as they try to like pinch in on him at the blue line and try to stop him there. He can, he can kind of drag the puck laterally, go past them and start to make some great two-on-one plays. Uh, it was what he was known for 
um, especially at lower levels growing up in Manitoba. Uh, he just was a, he was the biggest player and he could move with speed. And when he was attacking with speed off the rush, he was very, very hard to stop. And so, you know, kind of as he's progressed up to levels, Winnipeg Ice have a very, very strong team. But one thing they don't have is size and size down the middle. And so uh, he's able to to play very well, play with two very agile wingers uh, on most nights. And uh, and he's had quite a bit of success, especially at five on five this year. So the uh, something I've been looking at with the Blue Jackets in particular is drafting players at center that maybe will play wing in the NHL because we draft obviously we drafted Cole Tillinger who has spent mm-hmm. most of this season playing center in the NHL which if you told me that at the start of the season I would not have believed you but then we also drafted Kent Johnson who's listed as a center and has been playing wing I believe most of if not the entire college season so do you see Geeky as a player that can play center in the NHL or do you think he's a guy that is uh Kind of a player that you listed as a center, you play him as a wing, but he's there in case you need to like take an extra face off. Yeah, you could probably throw him in that same category of like he can play center. Um, would I want him to play? Do I think that it's do I think that it's the greatest thing for him? No, I don't know that his skill set has a natural fit. I think you just get different things out of him um, at center, and you get different things out of him at the wing, and so you just it, it's almost like pick your pleasure, pick your poison. Um, so he uses his reach very well. He's a very strong puck possession player. So when you're collecting the puck out of the zone, when he's making outlets out of the zone and stuff, um, it's always strong possession. And so he can take passes, receive passes, give passes with accuracy. And so his possession numbers and his transition numbers, I think, especially out of the defensive zone, are probably very good. Um, I don't, I'm not a numbers guy in that sense. I kind of rely on some other guys, but he's a very good passer out of the transition of that. Um, the hard thing is that he's not the most fleet of foot. He's a, he's a little bit heavy footed he's a strong skater in the sense that like when he builds up a few of his strides he maintains his power very well um in the and so and then he just kind of like widens his stance and what i call to makes like big power glides and power turns and so he can make really good turns and and powerful little bits but but if you have people who are agile and they're changing the direction flow against him he's not one of those guys that's going to be the first on the rush all the time the guy that's closing out space the guy that no matter where you twist and turn he's on you he kind of makes his guesses he makes his his pulls um i i think geeky is very interesting because i think a lot of his strengths and a lot of his struggles um are back to some of the Columbus players. Like I mentioned some of these players um, quite a bit. Like um, like I think in straight lines, it, when he's moving with speed, I think there's a lot of like Patrick Line to his skating stride. And so Line in his best of, of times is when he's moving with power and speed, they have possession, they're moving with control, which is awesome. But I think as a Columbus fan, I think Columbus has probably seen Patrick Line try to get pucks on the forecheck get passed around and then he's trailing the play on the way back. And so, um, which was something that they saw quite a bit in, in Winnipeg too. So I think there's a little bit of that with Geeky. So if you have possession and you're moving with possession with him, he's fantastic. But I don't know that he's the best, like, you know, bottom six, four checker. He's just really, he's just a really smart player and, uh, and very talented, has great hands. In a minute, we're going to hear more from Joel about Connor Geeky, but it's that time of year again as College Basketball's tournament is finally upon us. That's right, it is March Madness. And from all the latest odds, contests, and player props, 
BetOnline.net is the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and information. They remain the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting, favorite Vegas casino games. They've got all the sports. They've got hockey. They've got basketball, like we mentioned. They've got UFC. They've got boxing. They've got baseball. Now that baseball is back... So, whatever your poison, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action because Bet Online is where the game starts. Welcome back to Locked On Blue Jackets. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And uh, make sure you make your second listen of the day Locked On Fancy Hockey's live deadline reaction show on March 21st at 3 30 Eastern to get all of the on ice fancy and betting analysis you need from hosts Steel Rodan and Flip Livingston with appearances from our roster of local experts. Plus, catch our own live show at 3 Eastern for our immediate reaction to the Blue Jackets moves. Yeah. So I like to try and get. Um, NHL comparables for prospects because I, I and you know we talked about a little bit for me it's I'm not super up on prospects like I try and learn what I can and I know you know listeners of the show probably aren't super up on the prospect as well so I think it helps to kind of contextualize mm-hmm. a prospect to use a name that they're familiar with so would you say that obviously like specifically to the Blue Jackets line A is kind of comparable to Geeky is there kind of a wider NHL comparable that you think is probably a little bit less familiar but more accurate well i never really thought about this until now but like weirdly enough three of the prospects that i've used or three of the players that i've used to describe geeky in different ways are all columbus people um there's like so so yes in the in the straight line strides i think you get um you get uh, you know, you, you get flashes of Patrick Liney skating in straight lines, but then you also get those flashes in some of the forecheck. Um, if I think, I think if you compared him to Cole Sillinger, because Cole Sillinger is not a perfect skater either. Um, but one of the things that Cole Sillinger does really well is protect the puck. And so he protects the puck well on his edges and he's able to like shield it with his body and really, really use that well. Um, but some of his skating stride um especially from bursts and certain things i think you can see in geeky too geeky's not a strong turn your back and hold possession player it's not what he wants to do he wants to bait you one way drag to his reach and pass around you to a teammate that he sees uh, something in opening and so if you close out space on him he might fumble the puck and do some of those those sorts of things um but the other player that i've i've said is like if if everything kind of goes sour on him i suppose might be a path of what we've seen from Kevin Stenland where Stenland because of like Stenland was always a great, you know, uh, puck control player. Um, he was great in moving in straight lines. He was bigger stride. He had that kind of form to him. Uh, I'm not too f- sure on what went wrong with him, but, but there was potential there too, right? Like there was a huge amount of potential in Stenland as he was playing on that third line. Uh, I'm not kind of sure where his path went, but I think those three players, like you can, for me anyways, I can watch and I can see, certain little familiarities there i don't know connor geeky is a little bit of an anomaly as well in the same way that i thought um cole cylinder was a little bit of an anomaly so it's it's um it's harder to explain with a like this player plays like this but um it's basically he's a six foot four 205 pound player moves very well in straight lines protects the puck super well while moving with pace 
But when you get to the shorter kind of game and you get him, like he needs to improve on kind of protecting the puck and turning his back to players, using his size more effectively, those kinds of things. He's a really, really strong finesse player that isn't really explosive from the standstill. So that's kind of that's kind of his his game. Yeah, Kevin Stenland was such a not a disappointment because I think that's that's too strong. But I was a big Kevin Stenland fan. He played in the NHL most of last year, obviously mm-hmm. on a very bad Blue Jackets team under a coach that, for whatever reason, didn't seem to. He liked like three of his players, and so Kevin Stenland kind of didn't get a ton of ice time. But I liked, I liked where his career was going, and then he just hasn't been able to to put it together. Like I said, I don't, I I'm not sure what what went wrong i don't know whether you know he's still fairly young he might be able to put it together um but yeah kevin i was excited for kevin stenland and i am sad that it did not seem to to work out because he seemed like a player that was really kind of poised to take that next step and he didn't um in terms of geeky though like i said at the top of the the episode blue jackets are likely to pick in the top 10 themselves if they keep sliding down the standings where they are they also obviously have chicago's first round pick which is looking likely to be top five the way that they're mm-hmm. going uh look just kind of looking at the um the rankings on elite prospects i've seen him he's ranked basically anywhere from about eighth up all the way up to 21st or uh 24th kind of mm-hmm. where where is he on your personal board where do you think he's likely to land is he in that kind of the realm of that like three to ten that i'm really focusing in on for the blue jackets to land at i think i think he will be a player who goes just slightly above where i would be comfortable in taking him um one thing for people watching to keep this in mind is that like i cover the whl in the western canada i have prospect talks with a lot of different people but i don't have that depth of knowledge to tell you specifically he's 10th on my board or 14th on my board or whatever so i'm just generally guessing based upon the other prospects and what i kind of know of him um, I would imagine Geeky will probably go around the 10 to 12 range, I think. Like, I think that's where he'll go. Um, ideally, I think he goes a little... I think for me, I think I would be comfortable taking him a little bit further on. Like, I think if he's there around 15 or something like that, I think that's where I would be comfortable um, taking him. Because he does come with a sense of, of risk, but he also comes with a sense of certainty based upon his size and his puck control. It's just some of the things to do with his pacing and his puck and his puck possession and how he keeps possession in, in the zone. Uh, one of the things that, that I think he's been commenting on himself that I just saw the other day that I had made comments on before is that he's working on his shot as well. He's trying to improve his shot. Um, it was a little bit more of a slingshot, a little bit more of a flick. And now he's trying to turn more into his power and gain more uh, hard shots in it. Some of his shots have been good shots. They just haven't been going in for him. I think, you know, if you went and looked at his expected goals, it's probably higher than his actual goals kinds of things if you went at those shot metrics. Um, but he's working on a shot. His shot's going to get better. I think he's going to try to use that a bit more. Um, but I, I just, I really like his hands and I really like how smart the player is. And I've seen growth in him, which, um, which, I wonder how much growth is going to happen in his skating, which I think I'm okay with that. But I'd like to see the two areas that I wanted to see growth in was was his puck protection abilities and his shot, and they have grown. And so those are good promising signs for for a player that's uh, still still adapting and still getting better. In a minute, we're going to hear the rest of the graft profile for Connor Geeky with Joel. But first, I want to tell you about Rock Auto. 
With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of cars, it's basically impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why would you endure pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Uh, wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer. Choosing the brand that their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why would you choose to spend even 30%, 50%, or 100% more for the same part from this chain store or car dealership when you can go to rockauto.com and save a ton. They are a family business. They've been serving DIYs for over 20 years, and their prices are always reliably low no matter who you are. They've got everything from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, uh, even things like new carpet. If you can put it on or in your car or truck, rockauto.com probably sells it. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you're right locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliable prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Yeah, that uh, that leads really nicely into, into my next question, actually, which is um, something else that I've kind of learned while I've been doing these, these prospect profiles is kind of what the player's strength is now and like how easy it is to turn something else into a strength if that makes sense so uh, uh, something that's really kind of come up a lot when i've been talking to other prospects experts has been well this player is really smart so we can work with his skating or this mm-hmm. player's got a really good offensive set skill set so we can work on his defensive lapses and obviously you've taught you talked a little bit there about how smart a player he is do you think that that's something that like is he smart enough to kind of overcome some of the lapses in his game? Like, is the the skating something that you think is, like, is that something that, hey, get him an NHL skating coach and he'll just shoot right up in terms of uh, uh, skating competency, I guess? Uh, I, I don't know that, I um, just from, like, based upon my knowledge of his skating stride, I don't know if we're going to see huge improvements there. Like, his, so... Like I said, he's a, he is very, very strong in straight lines. Like his pushes in, in, in accelerating through the zones when he's moving in power are very good. Um, and and so with that being said, when he has that power all built, um, his turns are really powerful. And he's getting he's getting more powerful in his turns in the sense of like not losing that sense of of power and acceleration in other areas. Um, there's some guys who like they start and stop. And then they like, boom, boom, boom. They're three strides into their next, like they're very explosive skaters. He isn't. So he uses the power in his turns to be able to kind of like to, to get past that. It works offensively. Um, it works. It doesn't necessarily work uh, against smarter defensemen on the forecheck all the time, but it keeps him in the play. And one of the thing which I think is really awesome is that you would expect a player like this, maybe not to not be as strong of a dis- defensive player as geeky is, but I actually really like, geeky's defensive effort because especially when it's off wing like if he's the first person on the on the side like if he's the first person in the zone on the forecheck you can make him bait one way see him turning and then like you know what i mean like you can kind of mess him up but when he sees the play developing as a secondary uh defensive option especially as a centerman he does really well to anticipate lanes get in whatever and cause turmoil even in the the defensive zone like i think he's actually a pretty strong defensive player so he uses his skating really well to the best that he can already at this level uh it just means that he's not as agile as you would want someone to be he just he what he needs to do is to 
in his stance, I think, more often. Um, he's in positions to protect the puck, but he, he does want to like keep his strides shorter a bit. So there, there are little, to sum it up, there are little things that he could change in his skating um, in certain areas of the ice to be a stronger, to be stronger um, to knock off the puck, um, especially in those moments where he can't accelerate from guys that are closing in on him. Um, there's ways that he's he can able to to make his base stronger to be a more effective player because he should have that in in the sense of his size. Um, and I think there's some guys, especially at the NHL level, that are just great at teaching guys how to do that a bit more. Uh, he likes to face the play. He likes to be able to see his passing options. I think some guys just don't like turning their back to the play when they see someone coming in because you know they don't want to eliminate their passing options and eliminate their vision. He's a guy that wants to make plays, um, which is great. But it's just teaching a bit more a little bit more variety to keep puck control and possession maybe in the cycle more often. Yeah. I feel like when you talk about prospects, there is this urge to be like, well, how do we make him perfect at everything? And then you yeah. look at the NHL and it's like, Patrick Lane has never played defense a day in his life, you know, but that doesn't mean he's not <laughs> a phenomenal player. Like um, Alex Ovechkin is another one allergic to playing defense, but no one's going to turn around and be like, well, he shouldn't have gone first overall because he doesn't know how to play defense. And so I think there's, yeah. there is this, this urge to do that. And so, and it's something that I forget as well. I'm always like, well, should we draft this guy because his skating's not very good or he's an offensive defenseman that isn't great in his own end and stuff. But, uh, he sounds like it could be a really intriguing, uh, option if the blue jackets end up picking that late, you know, the, the trade deadline's coming. Uh, I'm still trying to manifest, uh, Max Domi to Toronto for a first round pick because I think we can trick Dubas into doing that. So we might have another a later first round pick to uh, to play with in the end. So if he's there, if, he, if he's there, if he's there, he's there. If he's not, then uh, it might be a shame. But uh, if you're if you're a team, especially if you have those lines that aren't built by by dump and chase, like they're built by team possession, moving strong passing, team passing, um, moving through the zone as a unit. Um, his a lot of his deficiencies get, especially with the team that he's playing for now, Winnipeg Ice. They get um, the compliment to him is guys that can play a little bit more agile. That if you lose possession, they're the ones that can close out space a little bit more as a first four checker, and then he can do some of that defensive zone because he's bigger, right? He's got wingspan. He can get his stick in on pucks. He can do those sorts of things too. Um, so as a team, they're very, very good. And so for the first, like most of the year, Connor Geeky played with two players who are extremely agile. So both his wings, very, very agile, very, very quick on their feet, very, very smart, possessive players. And they worked so well as a unit to kind of drive play and their strengths, um, paired with his strengths made for a great five on five numbers as well. And so if he can continue to do that, I think the last game that I saw, he was playing some time with, with Matt Savoy, um, and they kind of changed up the lines a little bit, uh, which once again, it's the same kind of feel. So I think with uh, Connor Geeky, if you have guys that can be the first turn on the four check, guys that are smart puck possession players, um, then, you know, it can work, especially in transition games. So if people want to know more about uh, Connor Geeky specifically, or Winnipeg Ice players in general, or even the, the WHL in general, uh, where can... Where can people find you and your uh, scouting work? For sure. Um, so the uh, the work that I do, especially with with puck preps, and so puck preps is a website. Uh, it's a puckpreps.com 
we cover everything from 14-year-old hockey players to like 19-year-old hockey players um, very often. So it's talking about guys that are going to potentially get drafted into the WHL, OHL, QMJHL, and then focusing it on, on uh, guys that are moving through the systems into the USHL as well. So there's rankings of a number of those top players, especially as profiles on, on, um, on their website, on their on their ranking as well. You can click on the player profile and see some scouting reports of games or certain just general more reports. Uh, and then through there, we create um, rankings across uh, the league based on birth year. And so it's a little bit different uh, than necessary in NHL draft year. So they're, they're ranked by their birth year, which is kind of how they kind of get ranked through coming up through the system as well. And so like we just did a big coverage on the 2021 WHL draft uh, for the 2006 borns. And so you can see all the guys that are born in 2006 and where they rank and kind of go. And so Matt Savoy would be a 2004, and he'd be on that kind of ranking as you go. Connor Geeky is the same. Uh, and so a lot of these Winnipeg Ice players and some of these guys, they would be on that, that ranking there. And so that all includes WHL rankings coming into this NHL draft, individual scouting reports, all those things. And then I'm also, uh, I also do commentary and file reports with FC Hockey. So if you wanted to go there, that one is very, very much focused on NHL drafted prospects and upcoming into the NHL draft. And so you can find reports there that I've done on Connor Geeky. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you for coming to talk to me about uh, Connor Geeky. Today, like I say, I know functionally nothing about most prospects. So it's always good to go into the blank and then I come away and I'm like, wow, I know so much about this guy now. We should definitely draft him or, oh, maybe we should stay away from him. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate, I appreciate you... Uh, stopping on by and if i am not mistaken we will be recording immediately after this uh, a prospect profile on a different player so uh that's what's coming up on later on for locked on blue jackets uh i have been jay foster you can find me on twitter at underscore jacob foster j-a-k-o-b-f-o-r-s-t-e-r if you're watching on youtube it's down here at the bottom because my name is a nightmare to spell and uh, you can find locked on blue jackets wherever you get your podcasts we are on every major podcast app. We are now on YouTube. We are on Twitter at, unders at LO underscore Blue Jacket. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. Thank you once again for making this your first listen of the day. I appreciate you. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.